turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning. Seven minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock, and we are underway on this Tuesday edition of The Authority. Coming up in about an hour, uh, our only guest on the program today will be a great one, a brilliant one. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. It will be Peter Kersenow Day here on AM 1420, The Answer. Kersenow, remember the... United States Commission on Civil Rights is going to have his thought, give us thoughts on a whole host of issues, including the left's pathetic attempt to continue to try to blame Republicans for wanting to defund the police. It is one of the most ridiculous backwards arguments that I've ever seen. But they have no answer whatsoever for this massive rise in violent crime in Democrat-run cities everywhere, due in large part to Democrat-run cities slashing their police budgets and forcing a a skeleton crew of officers to, to go out there and try to protect and serve people, while under the scrutiny of every camera that anybody has ever owned, while under threat of either being killed by somebody for acting too slowly or being prosecuted for acting too quickly. And they want to blame the Republicans for all of that. Simply unconscionable. Simply unbelievable. But believe it, that's what's going on. We're going to talk to Kersenow about that, among other things. So that's coming up uh, this morning at 10.10, one hour from now, which gives us the entire first hour to take your phone calls, if and when you are ready. I do have a little monologue planned here for you, but there will be plenty of opportunities for you in this first hour. 216 on whatever's on your mind. 
or triple eight two eight one eleven ten. Either one of those numbers will work. Don't forget, you can always leave messages on the authority message line at two one six five two five eighteen oh six. That's uh, like I said, that's the message line that won't get you live on the air. You'll have to call one of the live lines to get on the air this morning. Now, before we get into the top news of the day, what do you say we start the way we always do by paying honor to our country and our flag that represents her? Uh, stand, if you would, patriots. Face your flag if you have one. If not, put your hand over your heart and imagine old glory in your mind's eye. Leftists, go ahead and uh, put your activist athlete T-shirt over your head. Turn away and pout at the sound of the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all you know i kind of said that off the cuff um the part about i mean i always throw a dig in at leftists who hate this country hate the flag hate the anthem hate the pledge and all the rest uh because it just offends them their 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 sensibilities all of those systemically racist things like you know freedom and flags and so forth uh so i always throw a little dig in there but this one uh, I just kind of made up on the on the spot. I have to. I just have to say it again, though. I said it in in brief passing yesterday, and I'll have to say it again now in a little bit more depth. Um, why would anybody train for hours a day, days per week, weeks per month, and months per year to try and make the Olympic team? For the country in which you live, why would you try to make the American Olympic team if you literally despise America? If you're ashamed of the stars and stripes on the uniform you wear, why would you fight like hell and train your entire life to wear them? Somebody's going to have to explain that to me because I don't understand it. I'm trying. But I don't understand it. There's an element to this that I just cannot get through my thick skull. Why does Gwen Berry, U.S. Olympic hammer thrower, at the Olympic trials, she finished third. She finished bronze. So that means she's going to be on the Olympic team. And she wants nothing to do with the stars and stripes that are on the uniform that she wears. She was livid, in her words, and you'll pardon this, please, pissed about the national anthem playing while she was receiving her award, and the other two uh, hammer throwers in that event were receiving their awards. She claimed that it was, she was set up because everybody knows how much she hates the national anthem, and they played it while she was up there just to mess with her. So while the music played, she turned away from the flag. She placed her left hand on her hip, and she fidgeted, and she looked pouty and ticked off like she had to even be there while this terrible, wretched song representing this terrible, wretched nation played. She took a quarter turn away from the flag, so she was facing the stands, not the flag. Toward the end of it, she picked her black T-shirt up with the words, Activist Athlete on the front, and draped it over her head. Then, after it was over, she claimed, quote, I feel like it was a setup, like they did it on purpose. She found it no matter to be no matter of coincidence that she was front and center during the anthem. Unlike the Olympics, anthems aren't played to accompany medical, uh, medal ceremonies at the trials, but 
The hammer throwers received their awards just before the start of the evening session, which has been started all week long with a videotaped rendition of the National Anthem, the Star-Spangled Banner. So it was just played as it always is, every day at that time, and she was livid. She happened to be up on a, on, a, on a podium, you know, a metal stand at the time that it played. She said, quote, I don't really want to talk about the anthem because that's not important. The anthem doesn't speak for me. It never has. What? The anthem doesn't speak for you? It never has? What does that mean? Well, she clarified. My purpose and my mission is bigger than sports. I'm here to represent those who died due to systemic racism. That's the important part. That's why I'm going. That's why I'm here today. Now I'm going to stop right there and ask the most obvious of questions. If your mission is to represent people who died due to what you call systemic racism, then why in the name of all that is holy, are you throwing hammers for a track and field team instead of in law school where you can represent those who died to according to what you call systemic racism? What's the matter, Gwen? Did you ever think that maybe if you really wanted to make a difference and fight systemic racism wherever you find it, that maybe you'd do better at that? I don't know, as a lawyer than as a spoiled brat America-hating hammer thrower? What do you think? I think your purpose and your mission is to do the only thing you're good at, which is throw hammers and then act like a spoiled brat who wants nothing to do with the United States of America, who doesn't want to be on the U.S. Olympic team, just wants her ego to be stroked by making it to the Olympics, where you can then activist athlete yourself into more controversy. So more people are saying your name. This woman, by the way, one of the reasons why she felt like she was quote-unquote set up is because she was reprimanded after putting the fist of power, the black fist of power into the air when she won a medal during the Pan American Games. So everybody knows how she feels about the anthem. And so for them to play it while she's on the medal stand here at the Olympic trials clearly was an intention to slap her down. I don't understand, seriously, what would possess somebody to want to make an Olympic team representing a a country that, that you believe is systemically racist. I'm not exaggerating this. Sometimes you exaggerate things for effect, right? I'm not exaggerating this. Why has she not packed up her crap and taken it to the airport and booked a one-way flight to a country whose flag and anthem that she wouldn't feel disgusted by? Find a nation that is not systemically racist. I dare you, Gwen Barry, to go and find another country that treats all people, including people who look like you, meaning darker-skinned than some, not as dark as others. But the hue and cry is that darker-skinned people are treated unfairly, systemically racist, in fact, by the United States of America. Find me the other nation of the 200 other nations in the world. Find me the other nation that's going to treat you better. And then get on the flight and fly your A there. And then let us know how well it's going for you. 
And if you want to choose an African country, go ahead. If you want to choose an Ameri- a, a South American country, a European country, hell, it's an Asian country. I don't care. Find a country that you feel like will treat you better than the United States does, that will give you a, more, a better opportunity to succeed and to become wealthy and to become uh, happy and to, and to thrive. Find a better country and go and don't turn your back to that flag. And that's my message for every one of these uh, would-be Olympic America hatred uh, demonstrators, um, you know, those that are planning to do that. Because, you know, there was the BMX biker who happens to be a trans something or another, which is not real because trans people are not real. You are a male, you are a female, and if you have a problem with that psychologically, you need treatment. But nonetheless, there are two sexes, and that's it. But one of these people... Uh, and I don't even know which direction they are, they, they're, they're confused by, but it doesn't matter. Uh, a BMX biker said they wanted to make it to the Olympics and win a medal so that they could burn the American flag at the podium. America hate is going to be on display in Tokyo. And it's not going to be by America's enemies. America hate is going to be, well, I should rephrase that. America hate is going to be on display by American athletes. And so I will rephrase that, because these people are America's enemies. They're living in the cradle of liberty. They are living under the blanket of security. They're living with golden opportunity. They're living with 100% equality in the greatest nation in the history of humankind. And they hate it. That makes them America's enemies. If you have thoughts on that, I would like. My bottom line is this. Not that I have any control over the USOC, the United States Olympic uh, Committee, but I suggest this. Cut her. You understand? Cut her from the team. Let no American citizen go to the world stage in Tokyo, Japan, and in front of the rest of the world... Disp- uh, 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 decry America, embarrass America, humiliate America, insult America, burn America, and her representation in the flag. Cut her immediately. If you have thoughts on it, hit me up at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. we got a lot of ground to cover today. I want you to be a part of the show, but I do have a lot that I want to say as well, so get in when you can on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 923 on AM 1420, The Answer. Brian is in Cleveland, wants to get in on this issue. Before we move on, let's do that. Hey, Brian, go right ahead, sir. Hey, Bob, good morning. Hey, check it out. How come nobody identifies the system in which is being racist? I mean, from from the top down, from the fraudulent administration all the way down to this puke of an athlete. Everything is systemic racism, but nobody identifies the system. Well, I don't know what you mean by... Yeah, I don't know what you mean by nobody... Um, I hear a lot of people calling out the system, talking about this from the schools, through the corporations, through the military, for crying out loud now. And yes, coming from our leadership in the executive offices of our, our political offices, um, I think many of us are pointing out the entire system is to blame for this. 
She didn't. She didn't. In other words, I think what you're saying, Brian, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Obviously, um, she didn't come up with these ideas by herself. She has been. She has had her, um, you know, mind and her her opinion influenced by the indoctrination of the nation by way of the far left, quote unquote, system, if you will. The media included in that too. I didn't even say that um, into believing this this country is something that it's not, and that's why she's acting out the way that she is. Isn't that kind of what we're what we're saying? Brian, you still there? That I lost Brian. Okay, Brian just said what he wanted to say and and flew off into the day. Okay, yeah, I mean it is the system. You, you, Brian was right. That's I wish he would have stayed on. Um, Brian was right, but um, maybe not enough people recognize it. I, I try to do that. I think a lot of people do on a daily basis. We will highlight the system in the media, the system in the public education uh, systems, the uh, system in the uh, political offices, uh, in corporate boards, in our military now. We're going to talk about a lot of those things with Kirsten now coming up at 1010 this morning. But but it is the system. These people don't just come up with these radical, wild ideas. I want to be an Olympic athlete. I want to wear the red, white, and blue. I want to win a gold medal for my country and then suddenly start hating that country. They don't just do that on their own. It's because they are indeed indoctrinated and they are indeed uh, pressured by uh, the system, or at least they are they are um, influenced significantly by the system. Uh, let me let me pivot for a moment here because this was the other lead story that I wanted to do today, and I wanted to because yesterday I, I, I kind of mentioned it in passing I didn't get enough time on it, but the Democrats are trying to do this is something I'll talk to Kirsten now about too trying to do the most radical thing in the world they're trying to literally unring a bell have you ever tried to unring a bell once that clangor or clacker hits the side of the bell doesn't matter how fast you reach in to stop it those sound waves are on their way you can't stop it. Democrats are trying to put toothpaste back into a tube. Try that sometime. Try that. Let me know how that works out for you. Squeeze some toothpaste out of a tube, and then I want you to try to jam it back in. Let me know how that works out for you. It doesn't work. That's what the Democrats are trying to do by trying to tell you they never said they wanted to defund the police. They're trying to unring a bell. They're trying to put toothpaste back into a tube. They're trying to change recent history. This isn't even revisionist history where they can try to tell you that it wasn't really Democrats that were the party of slavery, that it wasn't really Republicans, the party that was created literally to abolish slavery, uh, that it was the Democrats that were responsible for Jim Crow. It was the Democrats who fought tooth and nail against the Civil Rights Act, and it was the Republicans who wanted the Civil Rights Act to pass, to, to pass to ban discrimination against anyone based on their color or their creed. Um, The Democrats try to do revisionist history on older things all the time. This isn't even revisionist history because it's present. It's revisionist present. Can that be a thing? It is. Literally, in, in, in recent days, in recent weeks, certainly in recent months and going all the way through last year, particularly after the George Floyd incident in Minneapolis, they have been screaming to defund the police. And more than just screaming to defund the police, the liberal Democrats have indeed defunded police in major American cities all over this country. They have slashed police budgets, put police on skeleton crews, and then asked them to go out there and somehow protect the city from violent criminals without getting killed or prosecuted themselves. This is what they have done. And now they are trying to literally write revisionist present. Revisionist presence. Trying to find a way to make that sound better. Saying that it's the Republicans who tried to defund the police because they did not vote for the $1.9 trillion COVID uh, stimulus plan, the American Rescue Plan. 
that the Democrats passed with no Republican votes in March because of the $1.9 trillion, they argue, $350 billion in it was for state and local governments that could be used for a variety of things, including potentially police. Cedric Richmond said uh, this weekend, quote, something one of the advisors said this weekend. Oh, I beg your pardon. This is Peter Ducey quoting Cedric Richmond. One of the advisors to Biden, Cedric Richmond, said this weekend, uh, that Republicans defunded the police by not supporting the American Rescue Plan. He asked Jen Psaki, the, uh, the um, uh, press secretary, but how is that an argument to be made when the president never mentioned needing money for police to stop a crime wave when he was selling the American Rescue Plan? And Psaki said, and I quote, the state and local funding is something that was supported by the president. A lot of Democrats who supported and voted for the bill could help ensure local cops were kept on the beat in communities across the country. And as you know, it didn't receive a single Republican vote. That funding has been used to keep cops on the beat. Therefore, they argue, Republicans tried to stop cops from being put on the beat. Start a cop, or Republicans argued to defund police. I mean, you know that desperation is in the air when you start to see this kind of nonsense. This is, this is literal desperation. This is a Hail Mary uh, pass, you know, uh, times, times on steroids. The, the violent crime in this country, particularly in Democrat-run cities, which is virtually all of the largest cities in America, is off the charts with double and triple digit percent increase over last year and over previous years. Violent crime is off the charts, and police are helpless to stop it. And they have no argument, nothing to say, so they have to try to rewrite and say, it wasn't us that wanted to rewrite the, uh, defund the police. It was the Republicans. Look, they didn't vote for the COVID relief bill. The COVID relief bill, which, if you'll remember, was $1.9 trillion, and it was determined that only 9% of it, 9% of it was for COVID relief. The rest of it was for some of the most ridiculous, inane projects and pork projects that you can even imagine, including foreign projects, sending money to foreign countries to study things that had nothing to do with COVID-19 relief for Americans. Republicans responsibly voted against that waste, and now the Democrats are saying, but, but, but there was also three, which is like a drop in a bucket on a $1.9 trillion bill, $350 million, a drop in the bucket. Uh, I'm sorry, $350 billion, still a drop in the bucket. Um, that could have been used for police, so Republicans didn't want to do this. Republicans didn't want to, uh, are the ones who wanted to defund the police. This is just that side of insane. But then again, we are talking about liberal Democrats. That's the side on which they live. All right, I went past our news. I'll come right back. I've got more, and I want to hear from you. 216-901-0945, right after this. Now heard through downtown, through Greater Cleveland, on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. Okay, 936. Again, we got Kirsten out coming up at 1010. So if you want to get on, get in on the program and be heard, do it now. 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. And we will take your phone calls. Meantime, I want to pivot to the agenda. The LGBTQXYZ exclamation point question mark hashtag ampersand. Any others? Any other uh, symbols there or, or, or uh, that I need to include? Plus, I think is included in there. Equal sign, minus sign. Now, is minus sign allowed to be there? That's offensive, perhaps. I don't know. But let's talk about the agenda. I've got a host of stories here that you need to hear. This, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I, 
I, I get into some debates sometimes with conservative-minded people that just don't have a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They don't have the taste for, for fighting the LGBTQ agenda. Um, they are hooked into the belief that, you know, trans, and, and there's something else that should be pointed out, too. It was a great explanation this morning, and I don't remember who made it on Fox and Friends, um, who said that the trans agenda is not the same thing as the gay agenda. And there does need to be a difference, I think, pointed out here. Um, the trans agenda to have access to, you know, biological males having access to women's sports teams, biological males having access to women's locker rooms, shower rooms, spas, and so forth, um, those are not the same agendas as those in just the L and the G part of that alphabet soup, the lesbian and gay part. Some believe that, look, you, you know, if you're born with an attraction to the opposite sex, that's how you're born. That's just, you know, the way that it is. And, and, you know, especially when it comes to the issue of gay marriage, when that, uh, uh, fight was finally settled, when, um, the chief justice of the Supreme Court codified it, even though marriage was mentioned never in the U.S. Constitution, ever. He said it was constitutional, which is just weird. But I don't want to refight that fight. But the point is, the, the gay agenda is a relatively innocuous one. It's a relatively harmless one. In, in, you know, in, in, in the bigger picture, the trans agendas are very different because the trans agenda creates a lot of victims. The trans agenda creates victims uh, when it comes to, as I said, sports when it comes to uh, just the comfort level of other females, in the pre- of real females, I should say, in the presence of biological males who just say they're guys, and they go into various facilities and um, create a lot, a lot of you know, hostile uh, reactions. So I, I bring up several stories here. The first one from Wisconsin. Wisconsin parents will soon be able to select a gender-neutral option on their birth certificates for their children. I thought Wisconsin was a little bit better than this. Uh, obviously, I'm not. I think about some of the great legislators that have come from Wisconsin, and uh, I, you know, you think that you think that sometimes they they get it right, but not. I guess when you elect a, a Democrat like Tony Evers as the governor, but the state's governor uh, praised this new law. Fox6now.com in Wisconsin reported that starting on July 1, birth forms in the state, which help generate birth certificates, will include options for parent-parent, parent-giving birth, and mother-father. So in other words, you don't just automatically default from the mother of the child who is giving the birth and the father of the child who is responsible for the child's birth. They can just say parent one and parent two or parent-giving birth. In other words, normalizing males giving birth, which, of course, cannot happen biologically. It is simply a scientific impossibility. Males cannot give birth. But female, quote-unquote, trans people who try to become males and grow beards and take testosterone and then still use their female uterus and, and uh, you know, uh, genitalia and so forth to deliver babies, they still want to call themselves males, so they, they, they're offering these. And then the other part is the child can be uh, listed as gender neutral. In other words, not a boy nor a girl. In other words, denied the opportunity to grow up normal. And yes, I'm going to say a word that I know really angers the LGBTQXYZ uh, community. Normal. 
there is normal, and then there is abnormal. Abnormal is not necessarily an insult. It is a recognition that it is out of the norm. The norm is that males biologically mate with females, creating babies who are born males or females. That's just the norm. That's not an insult. It's not a slight. It's not a slur. Not a pejorative, no matter how much they want to make it one. There is normal, and then abnormal would be somebody who is a a male or identifies as a male still giving birth as a female. That would be abnormal, out of the norm. And children being raised to not know what they were born and not know what they are is simply abusive. It's child abuse. It is also abnormal. Let's move on to California. The state of California announced yesterday that it is banning state-sponsored travel or state-funded travel. So nobody can travel from the state of California on the state taxpayers' dimes to Five additional states, I think they're up to some 17 states now, as a result of recently enacted LGBTQ legislation. For example, Arkansas, Florida, Montana, North Dakota, and West Virginia recently passed, and this is the good news, I guess, laws that ban biological males from intruding upon women's sports, violating the Title IX rights of female athletes. It's exactly what should be done. No one, and they call these, the critics call these things transgender sports bans. And I'm going to say this very directly. No one is banned from participating in sports by these laws. No one. Because males can still run and race and compete. Females can run and race and compete. The only qualifier is you have to do it against the same biological gender in which you are. It's that simple. You can't cross over. That's not a ban. That's simple common sense. Males run with males. Females run with females. Whatever you want to put on afterwards, as long as it's not in the opposite sex locker room, is up to you. But when you are built a certain way, and I'm not going to play their game with the gender assigned at birth. No one assigns gender at birth. No doctor says, "Mm, I'm going to go female on this one. It's not an assignment. It's how you're born biologically, genetically, chromosomally, physiologically. It's that simple. But if for those individuals who want to participate in competitive events, you do it against the people that were born just like you. It's just that simple. But California says any state that has a law like that, well, they're not going to allow anybody to do any business with, at least on their dime. So that list also includes Alabama, Idaho, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Mississippi, North Carolina, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, and Texas. 17 total states. Why did I read through those? Because which one did you not hear? That's right. The red state of Ohio. Because our little mini-me Napoleonic tyrant governor, Mike DeWine, doesn't believe that girls deserve protection in our state. Mike DeWine believes it is 100% acceptable for biological males to destroy girls' sports, to cross over and dominate their sports, ruining the dreams of girls who have been practicing in various events for their entire lives, well, like we have seen in numerous other states. Now, 
DeWine defenders, and believe it or not, there are still some out there, which is simply repugnant to me, but DeWine defenders will say, what are you talking about? You can't provide one specific example of a biological girl who has had her spot taken by a biological male in Ohio. And that may indeed be true. But this is not a matter of, of if, it is only a matter of when. Because it is happening in other states. And the more states that normalize this abnormal behavior of biological males competing with biological females in violation of Title IX, the more states that allow it, the more quickly it's going to happen and to more girls. So that's story number two or three. I can't recall. Here's the next one. The Supreme Court of the United States, which has become just a massive, massive disappointment. There's just no other way to say it. It is a huge disappointment. President Trump called them an embarrassment uh, on Saturday in Wellington, even though he personally appointed three of the nine. They have been an objective failure. Somebody brought it up this way on my uh, Facebook page on a, on a comment. It said, why is it that liberal appointed justices can be counted upon to be completely and loyally liberal, but when conservative justices are appointed, they can never be counted on to be conservative or originalist. They can always be swayed by the activists, and it's so true. The latest, yesterday, the Supreme Court refused to hear an appeal in the Title IX transgender case, Gloucester School, uh, County School Board, or maybe it's Gloucester, uh, School Board versus Grimm, denying a local school board's petition for review. The Supreme Court basically granted that the lower courts and the Biden administration will adopt an extreme view of transgender discrimination that threatens parental rights, privacy rights, and the right to free speech and exercise of religion. In 2020, in a six to three decision, the California, or excuse me, the Supreme Court, scrap that California part. 2020, in a six to three decision, the Supreme Court held, uh, RG and GR Harris Funeral Homes versus EEOC, that transgender discrimination by its very nature, sex discrimination, and thus pro, is by its very nature, rather, sex discrimination, and thus prohibited under Title VII, which bans discrimination in employment on the basis of an individual sex. The majority opinion, authored by Neil Gorsuch, reasoned that an employer who fired an individual for being homosexual or transgender, and I'm going to stop right there because the insanity that Neil Gorsuch, as learned as he is, doesn't know that there's a massive difference between homosexuality and transgenderism, that's disturbing. To just lump them together is flat out wrong on its face. And I don't need to have a law degree to know that fires that person for traits or actions that would not have been questioned in members of a different sex. Sex plays a necessary and undisguisable role in the decision, exactly why title, what Title VII forbids. So while declaring transgender discrimination illegal, the majority refused to delineate what exactly constitutes discrimination. Stressing the only question before us is whether an employer who fires someone simply for being Again, here's that stupid language, homosexual or transgender, has discharged or otherwise discriminated against that individual because of their sex. And sex discrimination is illegal under the Civil Rights Act. Since sex-segregated bathrooms and locker rooms and dress codes, as well as other anti-discrimination laws such as Title IX that I've been discussing, which prohibit sex discrimination in educational institutions, were not before the court. The majority claimed yesterday not to prejudge any such question today. So in other words, the um, uh, decision of the lower courts stand. And that decision is going to have a massive, massive impact, 
because of the precedent that it sets, essentially telling public schools in Gloucester County, you cannot, you cannot deny a student the right to use whatever public facilities he or she identifies with. And if this is a male who wants to go into the women's room because he says he's a female and expose himself, well, then that's his right. Not just restrooms, but locker rooms and shower rooms. That's his right. And so that's what the Supreme Court, an abject disaster, has done. And then finally, my final story on this subject, I'm going to play the audio for you. Maybe you've heard it. It went viral. This was a California spa, all right, a spa, like a day spa. And in this California day spa called We Spa in Los Angeles, a woman filmed her interaction with staff members after she went to the front desk to complain that there was a male exposing himself and his, and you'll excuse it, the word is the you know scientific word for our anatomy, so this is not intended to be prov- provocative, but that this male is exposing his penis to little girls in the facility, the women's facility. She was livid about this and demanded that something be done about this. This woman is what I would call a hero. Quite simply, not all heroes wear capes. Sometimes they're just people with enough courage to stand up and oppose that which is wrong. I want you to listen. You don't, so it's okay. I just want to be clear with you. It's okay. It's okay for a man to go into the women's section, show his penis around the other women, young little girls under age. Your spa, we spa. Condone that. Is that what you're saying? Like I asked. It's so he so he could stay there. He could stay there. What sexual orientation? I see a dick. It lets me know he's a man. He he's a man. He is a man. He is not no female. He is not a female. He is not a female. Hold on. He is not a female, sweetie. Okay. Girls down there, other women who are highly offended for what they just saw. And you did nothing. Absolutely nothing. In fact, you sided with him. So we spa is an agreement with men that just say they are a woman and they can go down there with their penis and get into the women's section. Is that what you're saying? What what really? What law? What law? So women can go into the men's with their breasts. Okay. Yeah, you shouldn't. Y'all wouldn't come back either. Yeah, get your money back. Everything. You got a man with his penis talking about he's a woman. He ain't no woman. Uh-uh. Yeah, give her her money back. There's no such thing as transgender. He has a Okay. He has a penis. He has penis is hanging out. Okay, no, I'm not one. Actually, I'm a woman who knows how to stand up and speak up for my right. As a woman, I have a right to feel comfortable without a man exposing himself. Okay? No, you go somewhere else. Okay, so that's right. No, he's not a transgender. He has a penis, just like you do. Are you, are you, are you, are you? No, yeah. Okay, it's not okay. It's not okay. Okay, that's traumatizing to see that. I'm a woman. I think this is a place right here. I'm told only for women. So how dare you sit up here and tell me I don't have a right as a I'm telling you, he has a penis. I still don't know her name. I don't know anything about her, 
but I love that woman, and I respect her immensely for what she just did. Standing up for women and girls against this lunacy that must be stopped immediately. We'll be right back. Okay, 9.57. Let's, uh, let's go to Richfield. Derek, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Derek, go ahead. Hey, morning, Bob. Thank you. Um, so first, I have a couple examples I want to give of um, something in some kids' books and even on uh, an article on AccuWeather.com. But just on my main kind of point is, you know, um, I don't need to know, and it's not my business, what people do behind closed doors. You know, people's... Uh, sex lives, their activities, straight or not straight, it's not my business, and it doesn't need to be launched in other people's faces all the time in the public. But to my example, so um, so we have a, a couple kids' books, and they're, you know, like the first, you know, first words, first hundred words, and, you know, one of them uh, in the bath time section it has a picture of a rubber ducky, and, and there's one that has, okay, you know, the classic standard just yellow rubber ducky. But right. another book actually has like a, a white rubber ducky i've never seen this anywhere outside of the picture in this book and it's just a rubber ducky with a you know with a rainbow the obvious rainbow right across it and um don't really see how that's necessary to have that but then the other just it's such a ridiculous thing i saw it was on accuweather.com and you scroll down there and there are different articles and and the, the article was um see what these six lgbtq scientists um have to say, I think it was about climate change, but see what these LGBTQ scientists have to say. And the picture shows, you know, a group of scientists and in their white lab coats, they're looking at the one scientist who's pointing at the blackboard, and the scientist who's pointing is wearing like a, a tie-dyed rainbow lab coat. And I don't know, it just seems like just so over the top. I like really, they're supposed to take this seriously. The scientists are just well, going around in rainbow lab coats. This is this is what makes this is what causes more of the problems uh, that the LGBTQ community um, could ever have um, without their own without their own self destructive um, um, ideas. Because you're right, I, I, I said in a speech, and thank you for the call, Derek. I said in a speech a couple of weeks ago that the difference between conservatives and liberals. Um, you know, could not be more stark. And we've heard some of them before, right? You know, if a conservative doesn't believe in guns, he doesn't buy a gun. If a liberal doesn't believe in guns, they want guns banned so no one can have them, right? Well, there's a whole host of those that we've all heard before. And I added one of my own. And that was this. If a conservative is homosexual, then he lives his life and goes home to, he loves who he loves and goes home to whomever he goes home. And that's the end of it. And there are conservatives who are homosexuals. Rick Grinnell is, I think, one of the rising stars in conservative office, uh, and he's gay. And nobody cares. Nobody. Want to know why? Because he goes home, he loves who he loves, and he does what he does. If a liberal is homosexual, they demand you throw them a parade. And you run, uh, you walk in it, and you carry flags in it, and if you don't, you get canceled for homophobia. That's the difference. And that is causing more harm to the LGBTQ community than anything that any actual group of homophobes could ever cause. That is the problem. 
Just do what you do and leave everybody else alone. And guess what? Everyone will get along famously. But you try to force people into parades and force people into celebrating you and not being satisfied with just being allowed to be you, but you have to make other people uh, affirm you, then we're going to have massive problems, the likes of which we, well, we are currently seeing. News time now. Cursing out next.